Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T in 5 for the evening of Thursday, April 1st, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Delaware State AD Scott Gines announces his retirement after 38 years in college athletics, including several as a coach. Gines said, quote, I am grateful, but it's time. I coached over 600 games, directed nearly 100 sessions of camp, and navigated thousands of competitions administratively. President Tony Allen said, quote, Dr. Gines is an accomplished professional who took charge of the most diverse athletics program of any HBCU in the country and made it more accessible to an even greater number of student athletes. He was particularly adept in growing participation in our women's sports, a long overdue and monumental task. The student-athletes behind the hashtag NotNCAA property movement say they asked NCAA President Mark Emmert during their meeting for the NCAA to voluntarily comply with Title IX. Per The Athletic's Nicole Auerbach, Emmert said he personally dropped the ball on the women's basketball tournament and agreed to the student-athletes request, but he noted the NCAA doesn't have to abide by it. The student-athletes also requested participation in D1 Council and possibly Board of Governors meetings. On the topic of NIL, the student-athletes asked for a blanket waiver for the coming academic year to ensure all student-athletes are given the opportunity to benefit from their NIL. In response, Emmert explained the NCAA was waiting to see what Congress does. U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut also spoke with student-athletes and noted, quote, What I've heard about their conversation with Mark Emmert is a clear sign of a lack of leadership. Pivoting to yesterday's Supreme Court hearing, Blumenthal contended it was a, quote, unmitigated disaster for the NCAA, regardless of the outcome of the case. The meeting included Michigan student-athlete Isaiah Livers, Iowa student-athlete Jordan Bohannon, and Rutgers student-athlete Geo Baker. Bohannon says the group wanted to include women's basketball players, but Emmert only wanted to meet with the three of them. Bohannon says a meeting between women's basketball student-athletes and Emmert, quote, should be happening ASAP. NCPA Executive Director Ramogi Huma explains there, quote, was a little miscommunication that resulted in the players not realizing what Emmert was offering them when he said he would be happy to speak with them when their schedules allowed. The Athletics' Nicole Auerbach adds to reporting that there is discord among ADs and commissioners regarding NCAA President Mark Emmert's leadership, with one Power 5 AD remarking, quote, I can't think of anything that has in recent years been made better because of that $2.7 million salary Emmert is being paid. Regarding the disparities highlighted between the men's and women's basketball tournaments, one commissioner says, quote, I don't think he's grasped the magnitude of the issue. It's been very, very disappointing, his lack of real, sincere, and genuine ownership and taking of responsibility for something that is under his oversight. When there are gaps and failures, particularly when it comes to really important fundamental principles like gender equity and the things that affect the student-athlete experience, I would expect better from the president of the NCAA. Another AD citing the pivotal months ahead laments the lack of leadership and direction, saying, quote, who is our voice? Who is the credible face of this? You know they say the NCAA is just a membership association, and honestly, that's bullshit too, because if it's just a membership association, we don't need to pay someone $2 million a year to organize the logistics of the membership. It could be done a lot cheaper, very conveniently. The national office is sort of this invisible hand that is moving things in a certain direction. And I don't think any of us feel comfortable with the direction the national office has taken here in the last couple of years. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner reports there are two possible paths for the Pac-12 commissioner's search timeline. The vetting process moves swiftly, the presidents coalesce around one candidate, and the search concludes in the next 10 days or two weeks. This scenario is considered highly unlikely. 
or, quote, the vetting takes time, consensus is elusive, numerous candidates are evaluated and debated, and the process runs into late April and or early May. This scenario is considered highly likely. Wilner also contends that Washington State AD Pat Chun's decision to stay in Pullman rather than pursue the Kansas AD job is a big win for the Cougars. He writes, quote, He has been highly effective on multiple fronts, hiring coaches, engagement and fundraising, administrative efficiencies, etc., during his three years in Pullman. KU would have been a lateral move for Chun at best, given the school's twin messes with football and basketball. WSU fans should not expect Chun to remain in place indefinitely. The Ohio native with Ohio State ties assuredly will be on the short list of AD vacancies in the Big Ten or ACC. In an AP survey of 357 ADs, 94% of respondents said it would be somewhat or much more difficult to comply with Title IX gender equity rules if their school were to compensate student-athletes in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. More than 70% indicated such a model would result in sports losing funding or be eliminated altogether. Perhaps unsurprisingly, therefore, nearly 85% of respondents said they were not at all likely or not very likely to share revenue with student-athletes in revenue sports, even if it is allowed. Notably, though, SEC ADs did not participate in the survey. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Thursday, April 1st. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.